the sound of the horn. Welcome to an all-new Bubble Campus Clipcast. I'm your host, Chris Kowild, and here with me, as always, live on tape, is Burbank Hank from his Burbank Home Studios. What's going on, Hanky baby? Look, man, it's as close as we could obviously hope for to start our basketball season back up, or our basketball preseason for the second time this preseason. It's very confusing. But it was exciting to watch some Clippers basketball and see some new faces, right? I didn't realize we were the first basketball game of the bubble. I, I thought this was the first Clippers game, but I didn't realize this was the first scrimmage of all time in this NBA bubble campus, and I thought it was excellent. I think the NBA lends itself more than any other sport to fanless action because of how fluid it is because it's five on five i like the way they had the digital screens behind the wall like it really felt like a clipper home game because of all the clipper digital love that was going on i i I was like oh man i don't want to i don't want to be the away team and have to look at all sorts of orlando magic nonsense in the bg background well dude i mean first of all everyone is the away team is the is the first takeaway from watching preseason action in the bubble is that no one is on a court that they recognize. Like right. I was, at, at one point, the, first of all, it is a court that is all, what do you call that, parkade or something when it's all the different different shades of you're thinking tan of, boards? You're thinking of parkour, which is like some when sort it's a, of but, urban ballet where you jump off of bridges onto buildings. Freestyle parkour. Freestyle running. Freestyle well, running, I think they call it. Parkade, which is a type of margarine. Not all to be All right, this is butter. terrible. <laughs> This is a terrible bit, but it, but but the difference is the the area just outside the border of the court, yeah. the out of bounds line, if you will, was the exact same color as the court itself, and so it's very difficult to tell what was out of bounds for the first minute or two. What I liked is usually there's a bunch of there's a bunch of cameramen and photographers that the guys always trip over. I think it, if anything, it lends itself to more intense basketball because these guys can fly around without hurting themselves or knocking somebody's beer or coke over it does that make sense like when those people are sitting courtside and then of course all the still photographers that are camped underneath the basket in like inches millimeters away from the out of bounds line those guys get stepped on and stomped on and the guys trip over the photographers i just liked how it was just basketball now i couldn't particularly hear everything the guys were saying but i loved how you could hear the sneakers screeching yeah and the guys grunting and carrying on. oh yeah it, i mean it was really intimate for me watching it and then i was also excited just av nerd about the camera angle that fox prime's ticket attempted which clearly was like a camera on a track yeah gliding down when someone would inbound it off of a make. Sure. And it's definitely flawed. Like, it's not quite NBC Olympics high-definition coverage, but it was really cool having that track camera be able to slide down the floor. And I just cannot wait for the Clippers' ABC coverage of the NBA Finals because that thing is going to be smooth. They have so much room for camera trickery and high-definition shenanigans. It's going to be a treat for the home viewer. I, I cannot wait. I was very encouraged. I have a lot of friends who are asterisking this season and think that it's a sham, and I just think these guys are haters, man. You're talking, I, I don't now know you how are, you don't well, like basketball. Because you're talking about your friends who are South Bay Laker fans 
And you're absolutely that's right, who you're talking about. I know specifically it. who you're referring to because you're a lot of friends who are me is excited about basketball and ex- still Dude, loves the it was sport. Awesome. And by the way, it's <laughs> like you? watching it's yeah. it's exactly like watching a YMCA pickup game. You can hear the guys moaning and groaning when somebody misses a shot or when they get a tough foul. You can hear the guys like applauding and cheering and all that. It's it's definitely very fun in that way. It's a little bit jarring yes. to not have crowd noise. It's a little bit jarring to see the open court. Um I, yes. I wasn't and, at and first was I didn't like it. There's a learning curve. Yes. And at first I didn't love oh, it. Really? At first Hank. I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. But man, by the time we got into the second quarter, I was back feeling it. The 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 excitement of the game, even as a scrimmage game that is only 10 minute quarters, by the way, Clippers fans, if you didn't watch the game, not full quarters. Yeah, that was a weird 40 minute game where the Clippers won 99 to 90 versus the Orlando Tragic, who we went two and zero versus in the regular season. And here we are beating them again. We just are a better basketball team in 40 minutes, not 48 minutes. But the next two scrimmages are regulation 48-minute games, Hank. That was just the first one out of the gate that's 40 minutes. Now, listen, you can say that we're the better team. The, the truth is we're even better than that. We started Noah in the center position, um, who right. joke him Noah. We, had, we who didn't is, have our starting center or our best center, uh, who are two different guys. Are you kidding? We didn't have We didn't have – Montrez, Patrick Beverly, Zubots, Sham, or the fans. I know. We also didn't have the fans. I know. So I mean, I would. We didn't. I don't, say I don't appreciate the language. You could. You. I don't appreciate. You could say we didn't have the Sharn fans. The Sharn fans. You could say that Ma- the Magic didn't have their fans, but do they ever? <laughs> uh, so here's the thing, Hank. We are missing four of arguably easily our top ten guys. Oh yeah. And it didn't matter, no. and we still looked great. And Joakim Noah, fl- he just flowed with that team. What a veteran. He he looked like he'd been playing with them his whole life. I didn't really see any sort of, uh-oh, let's figure this out. This guy just knows basketball. How about the fact that Joakim Noah, former Defensive Player of the Year, Kawhi Leonard, former Defensive Player of the Year, obviously Pat Bev, first-team all-defense former. And we have such tenacious defense so nasty people are afraid of us and they should be and i think this exact environment lends itself to the best team which on paper we know we are yeah absolutely and look uh, joe kim early on he won the tip for us his first tip as a clipper i believe he scored our first bucket or two buckets at least our first bucket of the yeah. game uh, his first bucket in a Clippers uniform. He looked so strong, and it wasn't just the intangibles that you think of a lot of Joe Kim Noah. He really had a, a really strong, really nice game. It was exciting to see him come out so fired up, especially in a very important position with us not having our number one and number two big guys. Literally. And Jermichael Green looked good tonight. You know, my favorite, Patrick Patterson, lit it up last night for eight points. But the guy who impressed me the most, holy cow, Paul George. He's got you – know, you know his middle name is John Ringo. Paul John Ringo George was phenomenal last night in Florida. And by last night, I mean, I don't know, 3 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> they played in Florida time, and we watched it at noon, which made absolutely no sense. But I loved the fact that I knew I could have lunch with my Clippers. I don't mind this – 
NBA action seven games in a day all day long. It's like it's like why it's like when the Summer Olympics are are on and you're like, oh cool, I can watch sports like all day long. I can watch world class sports. Well, I can watch that in the NBA bubble, which the NBA is calling the campus, but everybody else is calling it the bubble. And so far, so good, right, Hank? I mean, you're the one who's telling me more information about guys like Harden and Russell Westbrook who got COVID and had to did they get it? They got it before they got to the bubble, correct? Oh, uh, that I don't know, dude. I don't know. I never looking to me. Yeah, I'm pretty like sure they couldn't join the bubble because they had it. Yeah, I, I, I'm not reading anything about anyone in the bubble who has it, and that is obviously the most important thing. Is that we keep these guys safe, and we and we also, you know, Doc Rivers himself, who by the way, sporting a very cool new look with the i think it's a van dyke is that it's not, i don't no, know i think it's a goatee a a goatee i think that van dyke is a is a maybe a mustache and a be- and a chin beard detached from each other but it's a goatee it's a legitimate goatee he's got <laughs> he looks like uh lin-manuel miranda in the hamilton he's he looks like doc rivers as alexander hamilton sure and you, he just wants to be in the in the bubble where it happens shut Hank. up These theater are nerd theater jokes <laughs> you're with your dumb musical theater jokes listen uh it's a goatee and that's appropriate Beck. that that is appropriate that you Sorry. could that he is wearing a goatee because with doc rivers now officially this season securing his 13th straight winning season between winning two teams season. um he is a Amazing. goat without Seven a with doubt these clippers that's right that's Six right. With the Beantown Celtics, crazy. Really nice. And look, listen. How about did you? We stumbled. Did, yeah. We stumbled a little out the gate at the end of the first quarter. I definitely felt a little bit like, oh, here we go. Here's the rust flakes, as my broadcast partner Chris Wild likes to call them. You know, we we were up four point, up two points. There's a seven point swing. We go from being up twenty one to nineteen to being down twenty one to twenty six. Um, and mm. at that point, I feel like we were we were seeing. The the lack oh, got, of guys, we were we were missing out on Montrezl Harrell on the boards, but man, in the second sure. quarter, did we just come spitting fire? And that leads me directly into my Hank's player of the game, that is Lou uh, Williams, who was instrumental in that turnaround. Uh, he was shooting fire, not to mention Coffee shooting threes, but he and he and. Uh, he and Lou Williams really were the big part of us swinging it all the way around. And dang, we were down seven at the end of the first quarter, up 11 at the end of the half. And I'm putting that squarely on the shoulders of Lou Williams, Hank's player of the game. Sweet Lou. Hey, Hank Dippin, HDPOG, Henry Dippin's player of the game. Is, is it HPOG or HDPOG? I think I always did HPOG. All right, HPOG, Lou Williams. A hundred percent Lou Williams brought it. I like his new look with like the tight the braids. braids. He looks sharp. I I honestly see why you are calling Lou Williams the Hank player of the game because he obviously led the Clippers with 22 points. He really was the offense. He dictated the flow of the offense for the Los Angeles Clippers, obviously the guy off the bench, but then really kept it going and played more minutes than Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I think today was a testament to our depth. As, like I said, we were missing four of our key top 10, top 12 guys. That's a third of the top guys. And because our depth is so deep, we 
didn't stumble. We didn't miss a beat. Yeah, maybe the rust flakes were a little bit there in that we didn't dominate from lead to lead, from from tip-off to the end. But that game was never in question. And certainly the first quarter, like you said, I think we were up two. We go down a little bit at the beginning of the second. And then it was off to the races. And I'm going to have to go out on a limb here and give my Henry player of the game to Mr. Paul John Ringo George. Paul George, out of the gate. What? Literally did everything you needed, scored 18 points in 19 minutes. He was phenomenal yesterday. He had rebounds, five of them. He had assists, three of them. He had 18 points in 19 minutes, almost shot 50% from the field, shot 50% from three-point town, hit all of his free throws. Paul George, in my mind, is Hank's player of the you game. You don't get to pick. Wait a You don't get to pick. Hank's player of the game is me. I'm Burbank Hank. What is I What about? So, wait, folks, no. So, Clipper no. Nation, no. if you follow us no. at LA Clipcast on Twitter, wait. Is Henry right for Hank's player of the game with Lou Williams? Is- or is Chris Kawild right for Hank's player of the game, Paul John Ringo George, you are- who I think oh my Hank. That's why I give him my Hank's player of the game because right out of the gate, no, without like literally, you you know what's so great about Paul George's play yesterday? No, now cut it out. Now you are upsetting me. Was that you're watching this game, son of a, and you realize, oh my god, look at how good Paul George is. Oh, and P.S. There's Kawhi Leonard just creeping and sneaking. He's also that he's Paul George in yesterday's scrimmage was the number one option for the starters. It wasn't Kawhi Leonard. It wasn't Joe Kim Noah. It was Paul George, and that was okay, which is why I love the one-two punch of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Well, Because there's going to be games where they're both crushing. There's going to be games where only one of them is, and they've got to look to the other. So I thought yesterday was a perfect testament because, look, look, my guy Kawhi Leonard did not have a bad game. He barely played, but he didn't need to go off because of Sweet Lou, your Hanks player of the game, and then Paul George, the correct Hanks player of the game, in, in my in my eyes. Oh, my gosh. I could kill you. You're so lucky that we're not recording this in the Vivid Seat Studios right outside the Staples oh Center Thank- with a st- your own steering wheel or my steering wheel in it because I would Dude, choke if we you. Were in the viv- I would choke you. If we were in the Vivid Seats bubble— like two men would enter that bubble, but only one would leave. Oh, I, you know what I, I mean? okay. I'm gonna It'd totally be you. I'm so upset right now that you are claiming and trying to dictate <laughs> Hank's player of the game when it's Hank's player of the game. But I wanted, but I do want to say this. Jokes aside, it, there was a moment. Yes. There was a moment as the momentum was shifting in the in the second quarter, uh, where I'm watching them cover Kawhi Leonard and watching him struggle right. a little bit. And meanwhile, Paul right. George is just slinking around with his old man slow motion game. And, sure, sure, sure. you know, Smooth. this layoff could not have come at a better time for a player like Paul George who could not get healthy, could not stay healthy. I'm knocking on wood very right. lightly because I don't want my microphone in my studio to pick it up. Um, I'll do it louder. He looked so strong out there. He looked so confident out there. And you have to keep in mind that this is a Clippers team when it is full strength in the regular season when this Clippers team was full strength they went 10 and 1 
full strength. Oh, yeah, baby. Ten. Oh, yeah, baby. And one. And they lost that one to our cross-hall rival, the Lakers, of course. Sure, um, sure. But that was a Lakers team that did not have J.R. Smith, uh, did have Avery Bradley, um, and mm-hmm. this was also pre-Dwight Howard going on the record saying he won't wear a mask in the bubble and is anti-vax. And, of course, the oh, L.A. Clipcast Lord. is going to stay neutral on all subjects vaccination, However, Dwight yeah. Howard is looking like a real loose cannon out there. Um, I will not. I will not be. Uh, I, I will not be neutral in my wear your damn mask. No, we're policy. not going to be. We're not neutral on that subject. <laughs> the only way this wear your mask, the, Landry Shamit. The, oh, oh Lord, especially in the ice cream parlor. The listen. The only. The only way that the, we get a season and a postseason here is if these players respect right. the bubble. So there's a lot of talk about yeah, the snitch line and like players are saying, even some of our own players are saying like, obviously, I think it was Montrez who said, obviously, do I look like a snitch? Uh, however, honestly, players need to snitch a little here and players need to respect this bubble because this look, look at what basketball looks like. The second, and, and I don't know about you, like when I watch a TV show or a movie that was filmed prior to um, quarantining and people are shaking sure. hands and hugging. It's it startles me. It rattles me. People were real touchy. And, yeah, they were real hands. And I'm watching this game and it's sh- it's it's shaking me a little because I'm like, oh, they're so close. If if one player gets it and gets out on the they court, all they're all gonna get it. They all so get Dwight it. Howard, who as we know is is an idiot, is a bit of an idiot. <laughs> Uh, he was born with a sheep's brain, <laughs> the brain of a sheep. Not a lot of people know that, but it's well, been it's, scientifically proven. It's very... He was a human baby, a human baby born with a sheep's brain. It was in all the medical journals, all the top, in Hank's top medical journals. You don't get to pick Hank's medical journals of the game, uh, but it is definitely, it's disrespect. <laughs> what you just said is very disrespectful to sheep and their brains. Uh, but nonetheless, yes. I loved seeing. They could figure out how to jump over the fence to help you go to sleep, for God's sake. Even Dwight Howard, I don't think, can do that. Well, you got to be able, they got to jump over the fence. How the heck am I supposed to count them and keep them straight? I start them on one side of the fence. I count them when they get to the other side of the fence. But we got, what some of our newer guys got some nice minutes. It was great to see Terrence, yes. Terrence Mann getting minutes. I liked watching Amir yes. Coffee. Um, I th- Rodney Magruder. Yeah, it was great to see Magruder out there as well. He had a really nice uh, exchange where he missed a shot, got his own make, missed it, kicked it out. I like to see the hustle on the boards, as you know. I'm a big yeah, boards guy. Um, but I think considering the fact we were missing guys, um, all of our extenuating circumstances, we looked really nice. And I really agree with you. Uh, oh, this is the other thing I was going to say about Paul George. People are sleeping on Paul George, man. The, the the greatest things that could happen for the Clippers going into this new, a truncated season is that the Lakers are number one and we are number two, so people are sleeping on us. And Kawhi yes. is number one, and Paul George didn't get a ton of games healthy, and so people are sleeping on Paul George. And I just really yes. like us momentum-wise. I think we're peaking at the mm-hmm. right moment. Uh, and and last night's game, as you're listening to this, was just thrilling to watch as guys, they came up nice. They played well. We got 15 guys on the roster for bubble ball. Four of them were not there. What I liked is that every other guy, all 11, saw minutes, got touches, were part of that game, made a difference. 
were on the floor. And not just garbage time. I mean, literally every single one of those 11 guys played quality minutes for the most part. And then, yes, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George got to get that sweet, sweet rest that you know they need. But these guys look good, look sharp. They are ready. These guys are the best team on paper. And from what I saw yesterday, they, especially when they get their four guys back, are going to be the best bubble team if and when they stay healthy, this is our year. I really liked what Doc Rivers had to say about how Washington, D.C. should pay attention to what's going on in the NBA bubble because they've clearly figured out how to do it right. Knock on wood, this continues. And, I, and the, the one hiccup, I think, honestly, is I, I get nervous about the intangibles, right? Like the guy's you know, the Disney World employee who's given them, you know, their their lunch platter. Like, I just want to make sure. And, and obviously, this is paramount to the success of this thing, is not letting any outsiders in to screw up our sweet, sweet bubble. I think it's going to work, Hank. And what I saw yesterday really impressed me. It was regular NBA basketball with, I honestly... With all due respect to the great Steve Ballmer, I don't need shots of Steve Ballmer sitting courtside a hundred times in a game. I don't need shots of some spoiled kid who's sitting courtside looking at his phone in the background. That's the one thing I definitely did not miss is spoiled people with phenomenal seats at NBA games staring at their phones instead of watching the game. So I didn't miss the fans because I've missed basketball so much. I I know this is the new normal that we're dealing with right now. This is the world that we live in, and we haven't had sports in so long. And I mean sports that matter. Sure, there's been some great cornhole coverage, (laughs) and I think Chris Paul played horse on his phone versus a WNBA player But that was garbage, Hank. This was real sports that really matter. And it doesn't because it's exhibition scrimmages. But it was the first one out of the gate. And you know the Clippers always get judged on everything they do, somehow under the radar. But still, always the haters are going to hate. And they did great yesterday. They really did great. And and listen, here's the thing about the fans. First of all, not all fans sit courtside and stare at their phones. We have multiple photos and uh, news footage of us sitting courtside whispering in each other's ears like a couple of (laughs) schoolgirls gossiping and snuggling. Uh, (laughs) We were Hank's fans of the game that week. Just canoodling it up. But I will here is my question for you. My understanding for some international football games is that they have piped in crowd noise. Um, do you think that they would do that for an NBA game? Because the one thing that you miss out on is the momentum of the game, the feeling that you are a part of the game because you are hearing cheering and it it riles you on. So what what I did notice, Hank, for uh, to your point, a I heard the reaction of the bench. So like when guys did cool stuff, you got reaction. It wasn't yeah. nineteen thousand people. No, but reacting, it was great. But it was. It was great because it was, oh, my God, these are the players and the staff reacting to that. Yeah. How cool is that? So, for me, that was more intimate. Um, B, they definitely need to work some kinks out, like just just nerdy stuff. Like, for example, like I was listening to Noah Eagle call the game, but there were times when the 
PA announcer was way too loud on my television. I was like, what the hell is going on here? You know, because like, who is that PA announcer for? Obviously, it's for the viewing audience and to, you know, sense memory for the players playing. And I get that guy. But like, he should not be that much louder than the person that I'm watching commentary on the game. Now, again, it's the first one out of the gate. So I'm sure they're going to fix the audio levels. I should speak. There are episodes of Clipcast where it sounds like we are broadcasting from the Dagobah system. <laughs> uh, look, look, and listen to your point. Also, there there was a slight disappointment. I really wanted to hear some swears. I was promised swears, <laughs> and I didn't hear one. I was promised swears. I didn't hear, I didn't hear one single cuss, and I really wanted my sweet no, sweet swears. You you know it was I'm sure we're gonna hear them honestly. Um, what was crazy was you could hear the guys, but you couldn't really make out what they were saying. And, and sometimes you could, and and I was really listening to hear what they were saying. Um, you know, look in a perfect world, yes, they would be mic'd up, and it would be like TVMA, and we would get to actually hear every single thing that they say to each other, and all the and all the just the the smack talk that happens. You know, you want to hear that. Will we get that? Maybe. Well, not with maybe we didn't get it yesterday. Well, we're not going to get it with Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell not in the game. That's the real truth. That's true. And and playing a, and playing true. the Magic. And by and by the way, the Magic is a big team. And basically, we had Joe Kim Noah and right and Jermichael and Jermichael Green. Green in our center slash forward positions, and we handled them. Yeah, we did pretty well. We you know we did pretty well on the boards. We did pretty well in general. Uh, but yeah, like I, I do want to hear, I do want to hear the smack talk, and I think we are going to hear it. And I also think they're going to really be up against it when Pat Beverly. And by the way, all of our um, condolences and prayers to Clippers players who are dealing with family issues and uh, the, oh, the, the passing worst. of friends and family and sickness in their families and all of that. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter about these guys just need to get get there and play. No, they don't. Uh, everybody needs to handle their family business. We are in a a really sensitive time for everyone. If your family needs you, your family freaking needs you. Uh, so we, uh, Clippers fans, let's I give these Montrez, guys a pass. You know what I mean? You're all, we're all staying I, home from work. Some of us, because we have to, we're staying close to family. We need to give these guys a pass to mourn their family and friends and be there for their families. But that said, when Patrick Beverly is back, they may not be able to yeah. air audio for an entire game because he's going to come out no, spitting fire. He never shuts up. It may just be elevator music. It might just be very pleasant music <laughs> that, with no words. That music from The Simpsons that they always air whenever that it's like, we're having an air, a mistake, you know, oh, loss of feed, sorry. Oops, we screwed up. And it's like, ba-da, 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 ba-da. It'll be very pleasant, very, very just boring. pleasant. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why Pat Bev is out. I know he had a family uh, emergency. Something happened. I know Montrez Harrell lost his grandmother, and I'm sorry for that, Montrez. So, yes, handle your business, guys. I never told you on the air, Hank, and I may have never told you my Patrick Beverly story. Oh, I assume this happened was, at the beach. I assumed you were going to tell me that you love me. a few weeks ago. I thought you were going to say you love me like a brother, and you wanted to say it in front of all of our fans. And now I feel like it's not going to be uh, that. Well, Hank, I just so you know, already, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I was going to save this to the end of the show, but you – to me, are Hank's clipcaster of the clipcast tonight. Woo! That's right. You are Chris Wilde's choice 
for Hank's Clipcaster of the podcast. Dang it. I Listen, I do know your Patrick Beverly story. I can't remember if you said it on our show or not, but I think it bears repeating. I Let the fans hear it. It's a great yeah, story. I didn't say it on the show, and I, I tweeted it out, and uh, Pat Bev uh, retweeted it, which was amazing. Oh, dip. But basically... So, you know, the beaches were closed here. Down, I live in uh, the Redondo Beach, the beautiful beach cities down here in the South Bay, like a lot of professional athletes. Uh, my old neighbor used to be Pau Gasol, which, you know, upset me, although he was very lovely. So I, the boy and I, we parked the car uh, right by the beach. We had our surfboards in our hands, and we were walking to the beach, to the beach path that uh, accesses access to said beach. We were ready to have a great day. All of a sudden, this guy drives up, pulls over into the middle lane thing, um, you know, no man's land. I think they call it the suicide lane. Regardless, this guy rolls up in one of these three-wheeled motorcycle things, like these trikes, and it's real cool looking. And he's got his helmet on, and he says, hey, I like your shirt. And I... I, I should have just known that I was wearing a Clipper shirt because I always do. But I looked down, and sure enough, it's my Clippers Sweet James giveaway 00 jersey T-shirt, Clippers home jersey T-shirt. And I go, oh, thanks, man. And he goes, go Clippers. And then me and my son at the same time look at him and go, yeah, go Clippers. And then wouldn't you know it, the guy on the cool futuristic motorcycle trike thing takes his helmet off and it's Patrick Beverly. And me and the boy freak out. Patrick Beverly is my son's favorite basketball player of all time. He's my he's his favorite clipper. He's my favorite clipper. He's the header on our Twitter page. We love Pat Bev. So literally we both freak out. Oh, Pat Bev. And Pat Bev just lit up like a Christmas tree because he knew the love was there. And he waved to us and he sped off. And I said, Have fun in Disney World, Pat. And you know he's going to. There has been some great coverage of his room <laughs> on the campus. Like, I, I'm on the TikTok now, Hank. I love TikTok. And Bleacher Report and some of the NBA uh, fans and players have these TikTok accounts. And I'll see different videos posted. And Pat Bev posted a video from his room on the campus where he's got his sage and he's got all his candles and stuff. And, dude, these rooms that these guys are staying in, by the way, you would think it's going to be – for some reason in my in my brain, I thought, oh, these guys are going to have, like, the dopest suites. It's going to be, like, hot tubs in the room. It's going to be next level. They're just regular rooms where they pulled out, you know, one of the queen-size beds and put in a California king because these guys are massive. But it's not – they're not staying in the lap of luxury. They're not getting – the royal treatment that they are accustomed to getting, which I think might uh, lend itself to some more ferocious basketball on the on the hardwood, Hank. Well, time will tell, and and that does actually uh, the Disney angle of it brings me back just a second to what you said about the other the employees, the locals in Orlando. Look, obviously, Florida is a hot spot uh, with spiking numbers, but I will say, if you were to ask me what organization based in America would you want in charge of keeping people safe? Based purely on their organization of people and resources, Disney might be in my top three. Uh, they, 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 yeah, and the other one would be the NBA. Well, there you have it. There you have it. 
so so I I, mean, I think they're going to keep these guys look. safe, and I think they're going to do the best that they can. And you know, we're, my fingers are crossed for the health of these players and uh, for their families. <laughs> like and you know, uh, look, I hats off to the NBA, by the way who were the first league to shut down. I mean, they, they they literally led the way throughout this whole thing because guys got it so quickly, they shut a game down basically in the middle of the game or right as the game was happening, and then the rest of the games were completely canceled. Guys were walking off the court. Little girls were crying sitting courtside because they couldn't stare at their phone and ignore the game. So I thought the NBA handled this very well. Doc Rivers said something that was actually fascinating that said, Washington, D.C., the White House should literally follow the NBA's lead because if what they're doing works, which it looks like it is, why aren't we doing this as a nation or certainly as individual cities and states? You see the success that other countries are having curbing coronavirus. You see the success that the NBA campus and the bubble is having curbing coronavirus. Let's all do this. Let's all put this in the rear view. Put on your Clippers masks. I got three of them. I got three Clippers masks. I wear them with pride, Hank. I want one. Where'd you get a Clippers mask? My my granny Franny sent me uh, three Clippers masks, and I I love them. Kieran wears one, and I wear the other two. Dang it, I want one. Uh, yeah, man, listen. It, I'll, have to, there, you can, I'll have to give it to you. Oh, yes, please. Uh, listen, no doubt about it, the NBA listens to their players, and that is absolutely not in line with what other leagues do. Uh, and, and frankly, it, it was written in black ink, printed on the court tonight. The players resoundingly said that they wanted to uh, look towards the Black Lives Matter protests, towards the social change that is brewing in our country. And right across the middle of the court is printed Black Lives Matter. Uh, And you can contrast that with the owners and the commissioner's response to NFL players as far as their feelings um, about it. No matter what you listen, no matter where you stand about how players should be reacting, protesting, not protesting, whatever your stance is, you cannot argue that the NFL is not listening to their players in the same way that the NBA is listening to their players. So, you know, I also like to think they're trying to keep their players safe in a different way as well. But you got to listen to your players, man. They're your lifeblood. They're your employees. And they're your stars. Yeah, man. They're the stars. They're the movie stars. They're the movie stars and the movie that everyone is watching, and we watched it today, and it was good, and it had a happy ending, Hank, and it was an exciting game that we led basically from the second quarter throughout. They never really got close, Orlando Magic. Maybe got within like four or five kind of late, but it was never theirs for the taking. We looked good. We looked deep. We missed a third of our 12 best guys. We were without four Super studs, Landry Shamit. We didn't have Patrick Beverly. We didn't have Ivica Zubats. And we didn't have who everyone is saying is going to win sixth man of the year, Montrez Harrell. Now, Lou Williams said he would like to either share sixth man of the year award with Montrez or Lou Williams said he just wants Montrez to win it outright. Everything I'm reading, Hank, is Montrez is going to win it? What, what do you see? What's your Hank Sixth Man of the Year call? Well, look, I, 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 for first of all, I love Lou Williams, and you know I love Jamal Crawford, greatest bench player of all. But time. I think there would be the top two. I think there'd be something really fun about Lou Williams getting the fourth one and breaking the tie with, uh, with Jamal, and officially being the player sure. with the most, um, uh, Sixth Man of the Year awards. That said, right, you know. Come on. Montrez is such a beast for us. 
He's so amazing. It, a shared a shared award would be amazing. I mean, wouldn't that technically give wouldn't that technically give Sweet Lou Williams yes. three and a half? Yes. And that breaks the tie. And then Ma- him, and then Montrez gets four. One. Ah, three and a half, you share it. You get yeah. half an award. They cut it right down the middle like Solomon's baby. Um Yes, that makes perfect sense. This, by the way, this is my new favorite Hank bit. You know, well, just like some know. sort of indignant. You know, <laughs> uh, I shouldn't have made you aware of you it. Know, You've already done two this episode. But you know, you know, listen who I'm also listen who I am also watching, who at first did yeah. not blow my mind when he first came into his Clippers uniform, but tonight gave us some sparks of shine that make mm-hmm. me very encouraged. Is Mr. Marcus Talk Morris Senior? Uh, uh, Marcus Morris Sr. I, I thought sure. he came on so strong to begin with. He came on hard, charging with lots of confidence. Uh, he scored nine points, and maybe that doesn't seem like too too many points, but that's a three-way he tie. Didn't play a ton of minutes, but that's also a three-way tie for the third highest scorer on the Clippers team. They only played forty minutes. Absolutely, Kawhi Leonard had nine. Reggie Jackson had nine. Marcus Moore Senior had nine in a game that was eight minutes shorter than normal. He looked really nice to me. I think he's a guy for us to watch. Uh, Reggie Jackson, he's a guy. He is definitely a guy for Reggie us. Reggie Jackson, he, he, Marcus Morris Senior, and Reggie Jackson. Those two new guys were so that what deep deft additions because I'm sorry Reggie Jackson with all due respect to you know I loved Mo Harkless but Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris Sr. are much better than Mo Harkless and a gosh I, I forget I forget who we gave up I know Reggie Jackson we acquired we um we got as a free agent uh, as we was a buyout or whatever um, Marcus Morris we actually had to trade for well, we gave we gave up somebody, uh, Jerome Robinson. So t- Jerome Robinson and Mo Harkless, I, I, all due respect, love you. Hit the bricks, you're gone because Reggie Jackson and Marcus Moore Senior are that much better and contribute much much more to this Clipper squad. We are so much deeper now than we were. I, I love these late additions by Doc Rivers. And then of course we already talked about him, Joakim Noah the depth that these guys bring, the veteran savviness. And then, of course, Reggie Jackson and Paul George are like broskies. They are best buds. So that helps with the chemistry, Hank. Now, listen, we usually run about 48 minutes because it's usually a 48-minute game. This is a 40-minute game tonight. (laughs) It's a 40-minute game tonight. We're getting real close to that. So let's take a second. better call it. Let's take a second and talk about uh, the upcoming matchup versus the Wizards. Um, how do you think that goes yeah. other than beating their asses? <laughs> yeah, we're going to womp on the we're Wizards. We, we have kind of a, we have a very easy, not that it matters, preseason of three games. I don't have it in front of me, but I think maybe you do. One is obviously in the rear view. We beat Orlando. Coming up next is Washington Wizards. I believe after that is Sacramento. Yeah, right? that's right. We play the Kings. Yeah, dude, we're going to go 3-0. and And even if we don't, it doesn't matter. But we are going three and zero. We might just go ahead and just win out the bubble. That that might be my dream of undefeated Clipper basketball may be achieved on this Clipper bubble campus. Hand. Oh my gosh, you've been calling the undefeated season for so many seasons, <laughs> for so many defeated seasons. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I like I like us versus Washington Wizards. Obviously, I don't believe we they have John Wall, they have Bradley Beal, but whatever, we're gonna destroy them. Yeah, I like us too, and I also like us uh, going through here into the bubble. It's gonna be very interesting when we match up against the Lakers to see how that looks 
for us since that is the presumed Western Conference final, Lakers versus Clippers. Anything can happen. Uh, I found something really weird. Right. There was a commercial during the game. This is a total uh, non sequitur. There was a commercial during is the it game. Is the Brian Seaman commercial? No, but that is great. Uh, there, there's. It's a great. That is a great commercial. Uh, there's a commercial yeah. where they're showing all these different fans in their alternate jerseys. They show like the Philadelphia T-shirt with the P H I L A, which I think is really cool. Um, but then they right. then they showed a Rockets alternate T-shirt where it said Clutch City. Is that what the Rockets clutch call City. themselves? Clutch City. That is dumb. That is not. Oh, they've got to clutch their. They got to clutch their life alert necklaces. They got to clutch their prune juice and their liver Please pills. Please tell me because Houston Rockets is old. They won only when Jordan played baseball. Oh well, look, they are a bunch of bums in Houston. Well, look, man, they, I'm always nervous whenever you start talking about you know the beard and the weird. Uh, with Westbrook being the weird, I just came up with that. It's not terrible. Uh, I just wonder. Very good, I just wonder if they started calling the Rockets Clutch City when Chris Paul went there because we were Lob City and they did it as a no, slight no. to us. Clutch City, Clutch City goes back to the Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, days. dumb, dumb. <laughs> but like, what's funny is, Clutch for example. City. If you if you ask me why do they call the Clippers Lob City, I will tell you. It's because when DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin found out Chris Paul was coming to the team, literally DeAndre, there's video footage of him finding out on his phone and going, Lob City. Like literally he just called it. DeAndre Jordan called it to Blake Griffin, Lob City, when they found out Chris Paul was coming. If you ask me why do they call the Clippers Clamp City? Because that's what Patrick Beverly said, because our defense is going to be so, so, so nasty with the additions that they made. I talked to a diehard Portland Trailblazers fan, and I said, why do they call you guys Rip City? And he didn't really know the answer. What a jerk. And I guarantee you, <laughs> you talk to these Johnny-come-lately beard and weird Houston Rocket fans, and 99 out of 100 don't know why they're called Clutch City. I got something you can clutch right here, Houston. Bunch of jerks in that stupid oh, city. All right. Hank's family. It. Hank's family. That's too much. Was one of the founding yeah, fathers I got family of Houston. And, come I on. You're, you're doing that to rile me up. Now, that now Houston and San Antonio, I got kin in both of those towns. I've got roots in both these towns. I just never heard Clutch City before, and it felt weird to me. It's one thing to see Milwaukee. Sure. Is it Milwaukee that's Cream City? I also think I, like I also that. think like Houston. Yeah, Cream City is 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 Milwaukee. That's fun. I want to say that Houston Rockets have a uh, their their Chuck the Condor is some like bear named Clutch or something. Oh, okay. Like, which makes no sense because it should be some sort of space Martian or something, right? But what what do I know? Oh, you mean because of Houston should we be have an a alien. because of Houston we have a problem? Is that why you're saying that? Yeah, it should be Tom Hanks. It should be Tom Hanks and Apollo 13 as your mascot. I mean, a lot just of, walking around the court saying I'm the captain now. I mean, a lot of people say that Sam Cassell looks like an alien. So, oh, by the way, how great was Sam Cassell? He got up out of yeah. his seat so many times and was fired up in his social distance bench. It was awesome. Sam Cassell is the lifeblood of that bench. How great to have assistant coach Sam Cassell there. Oh, Big old balls on Cassell. I love him. Dude, dude, here's here is the really fun thing. As you know, right now, I'm looking over the top of my microphone at my autographed Sam Cassell jersey that he signed for me when he was still a oh, Clippers sure. player. Point of pride. When when you heard Noah number 19. When you heard Noah Eagle say, and there's Sam Cassell coming off the bench, I looked at the players. 
I still have it in my mind, <laughs> him as a player. I will never, ever stop thinking of him as a player. Uh, he, he's such a great Clipper player for us. He's, he's such a turning point for our entire, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, our, not our community, our uh, culture. We, we, he sure. gave us our sure. culture Culch. of winning. Um, Culch and city. as you, we have talked many, many times over the years about how much we wanted him to be a player that became a player coach. Um, I never yes. want to lose Doc Rivers, but when it is no. time for Doc Rivers to move along, when he decides to do that, I hope the first person they talk to is Sam Cassell. I love him so darn much. Yeah, Sam Cassell is going to be a head coach in this league for sure, and he will be a Clipper head coach one day when Doc Rivers decides to hang it up, much like Phil Jackson after six, nine, however many championships he has under his belt. He's already got the one ring, and he's got nine available fingers and then ten toes, so that's 19 <laughs> titles he can win with the Clippers. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, dude, he's not going anywhere anytime soon, but when he does, yes, Sam Cassell is definitely going to be a head coach in this league. Uh, oh, also, and, and that's actually Doc Rivers assistant coaches have a habit of becoming head coaches after being assistant coaches. Well, it's just, it's just like Greg Popovich. Uh, I do. I did have one last thing to add after I mentioned my autographed Sam Cassell jersey that I'm looking at right now in my office. I also meant to add. Yes. I also meant to add. Toot, toot. Oh, God, you're tooting your own autographed jersey horn. Yeah, toot, toot. That has got to be my Hank's toot of the game. <laughs> <clears throat> toot toot. <laughs> All right, so the next game is versus Washington. It's a couple of days from now, 5 p.m. Pacific time, I believe, on Friday, if I'm not mistaken, Hank. I look forward to it. Um, I don't believe we're going to be able to clipcast after that game, sadly, but we will be back next week to preview July 30th's Return to Greatness Battle of L.A. in Walt Disney World. The campus will be rocking as the bubble will burst around LeBron and Kawhi Leonard will bring it down and get that W for the good guys. So we will be back next week to talk all about your Los Angeles Clippers and Walt Disney World's NBA campus basketball Bubble. Hank, sound the horn. Ah, I don't like it. That, uh, That was not Hank's horn of the game, that's for sure. I'll tell you that much. Toot, toot.